Welcome to Dishing's Daily News. Today is the 3rd of October 2022. We'll be covering deep liquidity sustainability, the state of Ethereum and Solana's NFT marketplace, and MEV post Ethereum merge. Let's get to it. On October 2nd, 0xcs361 expresses views on liquidity on his personal Twitter. The following are his main points. Deep liquidity is paramount to the success of most protocols. However, incentivizing liquidity mining through emissions is unsustainable and expensive, capturing mercenary capital in a more efficient way. Mercenary capital is issued by opportunistic investors trying to benefit from long-term and short-term growth hacking programs, for example, boosted yield. These investors see a pool as a temporary place to park capital until a higher yielding opportunity emerges. Once the boost and lockup period ends, the token rewards are dumped and liquidity is withdrawn, oftentimes leaving the protocol in a worse state financially and fundamentally. This sabotages long-term development and deters fundamental investors from participating. In a volatile market, investors prefer companies with consistent revenue streams over higher future growth potential. This is also why we've seen the real yield narrative gain traction with options and perpetual exchanges where their KPI is volume. While there are a lot of protocols that generate fees and have a solid revenue stream, there are only a handful that actually turn a profit. How can protocols cut back these emissions and increase their profitability and runway? While on a protocol-specific level, there are multiple possible approaches. We found three specific solutions. Number one, liquidity marketplaces such as Velodrome FI. Number two, protocol-owned liquidity such as liquidity protocol. And lastly, renting liquidity such as Revest Finance. In order to attract liquidity protocols needed to pay liquidity providers, this used to be done through simple pool to emissions, but there are more efficient ways. Through bribing, you can use existing AMMs to leverage every dollar spent. On October the 2nd, KOL Martin shared the state of the NFT market on his personal Twitter. The following are the main points. Number one, in terms of trading volume, Ethereum from all-time highs is roughly at a weekly of minus 85% in ETH terms. However, we're starting to see volume stabilize and a week-over-week uptick of plus 28%. Solana from all-time highs is roughly at a weekly of minus 46% in SOL terms. However, the past few weeks have seen an increase in interest and volume resurgence. Second, in terms of transactions, Ethereum transactions per week for Ethereum just set a new all-time high. While for Solana, all-time high was just two weeks ago and current levels are above every other week except that. Number three, as for the number of users that are minting and trading, Ethereum from all-time highs is at a weekly of minus 45%. Similar to volume, we're starting to see weekly users stabilize at its current range. Solana from all-time highs, weekly at minus 16%. Solana NFTs have seen a resurgence in recent weeks and up only the past four weeks. Number four, number of buyers daily, both returning and new. Ethereum returning buyers ranging between 50 to 60,000, while first time buyers ranging from 6 to 10,000. As for Solana, returning buyers between 20 000 to 24,000, while first time buyers between 6 000 to 10,000, which is down roughly 20 to 30% from peak periods, but in line with most other protocols and periods. Number five, weekly active projects, where projects with at least 10 sales. Overall, upward trend for both Ethereum and Solana NFT projects, suggesting that general interest in NFTs has been growing and spreading across multiple collections, making the market healthier. 
On October the 2nd, KOL Zuma Oracle published a thread to discuss how MVV changes after the merge. Here are his main points. MVV, which stands for Mineable Extractable Value, is a way of getting value out of arbitrage. There is a distinction between good MVV and bad MVV. Proof of stake consists of two main roles, validators and block producers, and block builders. Block builders sort the transaction in a specific order flow and hand them out to validators as blocks. The role of miners in proof-of-work has been replaced by these validators and block producers. Now how does MVV fit into this new structure? The block builders are creating a new order flow of transactions that will get the maximum amount of value. This incentivizes the validators to pick the block that has the highest amount of value in terms of money. As a validator confirms a transaction, both actor gets paid. As the number could be down due to market condition, even a 40% boost in reward is huge. We're talking about roughly 4 to 6% increase in APY for validators on top of the current pay of ETH staking. This also causes discussions about the dominance of flashbots in recent talks with regulation. The dominance of flashbots for MVB boost is roughly at 83%. What I do think is interesting is as the market condition gets better, the activity gets higher on the network, which means an increasing MVB activity and revenue. It's an interesting concept that most will watch sooner or later. To continue hearing more, please subscribe to bishingventures.substack.com for daily newsletter and follow Twitter account Bishing Ventures to hear the rest. This is Celine from Bishing Ventures. Thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow.